morning, everybody. Alright, uh, we're gonna start this class. We only have about 40 minutes, so we have to get right to it, alright? Um, let's start with the word of prayer, real quick. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up this morning, giving us an opportunity to be a part of your good world that you created. Uh, thank you for the cold, some of us. Mm, it's cold. But we are here, we are happy to be with one another, uh, fellowshipping God. I just pray that you use Alexis and I to share only your words today uh, to impact your people. Well, we love you and we pray all these things in your son's mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, my name is Morano Lua. Try saying that. Uh, it's, it's, there you go. Uh, but you can just call me Mo, a uh, short version. Um, or Moranu, I prefer Moranu actually. Um, I'm from Nigeria, um, and uh, I moved I moved to the United States eight years ago. I uh, started college at University of Wisconsin Milwaukee, um, repping Milwaukee, and um, I've been I've I've been part of the ministry in Midpoint, Chicago, as well, um, and. Together, we lead the campus ministry in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hello, my name's Alexis. That should be pretty easy, easy to say. But I did get a Nigerian name. It's Mojola Olua. Wait, wait, what does that mean again? Uh, forget about it. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> my parents, my new parents gave it to me. But yeah, my name is Alexis. I'm originally from Minnesota. I don't know if you have any Minnesota people here. Let's go, Minnesota! Woo! I was part of the campus ministry out there, and then I moved to the metro region of Chicago. I know some of you are from the metro. Let's go. And there, I led the team ministry, and then from the metro, I moved to Denver, Colorado. None of you are from there. That's okay. Um, and that's where I led, helped lead the campus ministry there, and now I'm in Milwaukee, helping to lead the campus ministry there. All right, so we're talking about dating here, uh, and uh, uh, the title of the, uh, the, the class is Countercultural Dating, right? Uh, the, the reason being is dating is a phenomenon that is not common. It's not a biblical phenomenon at all. You would not find the word dating in the Bible. Um, it's not in the biblical context, so... But we're not living in biblical times, so how do we right now phase and act with, uh, interact with dating in our culture. Um, that being said, there's no way, there's absolutely no way to cover all of dating uh, and all its concepts and aspects in 40 minutes. Uh, so don't expect us to answer all your questions. So what we're going to do today is just share principles uh, from our lives, not practicals, that's what your campus ministers are for. They'll give you the practicals. Yeah. But we're here to share the principles that you can go away with um, and, and explore in your relationships. Um, but before we go on, just by show of hands, no judgment here. Just by show of hands, just trying to get a read on the room. How many of you here are currently in a dating relationship? Okay. How many of you are not dating, but hoping to date? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Okay. All right. All right, last one. How many of you are just here to learn about the dating culture? Okay. All right. Next set of questions. How many of you here are single? Yeah, 
And uh, how many of you here are married? Uh, <laughs> Alright. From the, from the ratio of hands, it seems like you guys already understand this concept. Uh, the concept of dating, it, it's, you're, biblically, you're single. Whether you're in a dating relationship right now, or you're hoping to date, you are single. So the problem that we use, the problem that we fall into, the trap that we fall into in our culture is that we tend to use the concept from marriage and apply them to our single dating lives. And that, that's where it gets messy. But if you understand from the beginning that I am still a single person, even though I am in a dating relationship, that changes the whole game. Uh, you are still on your own personal journey with God, whether you're in a relationship or not. In God's eyes, we're either married or single. Dating and your dating relationship should not be bound by the scriptures that speak on marriage. As of nine weeks ago, Alexis and I continued our journey with our walks with God by becoming one. I have a ring too. Uh, even, even while we were still engaged, we were two different people. Notice I specifically used the phrase continued on our journeys. Right? Some people think when you start dating, you morph into this different stage. No, you're still continuing on your journey with God. The problem with our culture is that we start to act like we're one when that isn't God's place for us. We start to act like we're one in our dating relationships when that isn't God's plan for us. Alexis and I have both uh, different backgrounds with dating, and you can share. Yeah. So before I was a disciple, I dated in the world. That was not fun. Um, and then I, when I became a disciple, Moranu um, actually was the only person I dated, and then clearly we got married. Um, but I was single for eight years, which is actually not that, that long of a time, just to let you guys know. Eight years isn't that long of a time, but it might feel that way. Um, I didn't necessarily care to be married. I wasn't against it, um, but I, I didn't care to be married. I really fully enjoyed my life as a single. It was the best time of my life. Well, now this is great too. This is great too. <laughs> but I truly enjoyed my life as a single. I didn't feel like I was lacking anything. Like I didn't need a missing piece. I had God. I had amazing friendships and relationships. I got to serve God and move to the places I mentioned like Chicago and Denver Got to go to South Africa for a month. Like, I just got to do a lot of amazing things. I feel like God did a lot of amazing things through me just on my own as a single. So that's kind of like my journey, my, my process. Now, I went on a lot of dates, and that was fun. I had a good time going on dates, but I wasn't necessarily always actively looking for a husband. Um, I was just enjoying my time being Alexis, who I felt like God created me to be. And, yeah, serving God's kingdom um, just on my own by myself. Well, me on the other hand, um, I dated multiple times, uh, even within uh, the church, within the kingdom of God. 
Um, I started um, dating uh, before I became a disciple. And like Alexis said, don't do it. The opposite of Nike. Just don't do it. Right? Um, it, it's not good. It's not fun. It's toxic. It, it, it destroys your life. It destroys your relationship with God. So just stay away from it. Uh, that's all we say on that. But uh, I also dated uh, within the kingdom of God. Uh, I dated three times, actually. Um, and I want you guys to understand this. The fact that you break... Some of you here who are dating right now might actually break up. The fact that you break up does not mean that your relationship was unsuccessful. I'm still a disciple today. Both those sisters, three of those sisters, this was the third one, um, are still faithful disciples today. Um, and so we don't want to, to put this pressure on this dating relationship that you're in right now. You are still on your single journey with God. You can be in a relationship with, with somebody and figure out, oh my goodness, I want to live in Alaska. No, that's too cold for me. I'm not moving there. And so be a faithful disciple in Alaska. I'm going to Houston. Whatever it is. But those are reasons why people break up and you can still be faithful disciples. You might be in a relationship with someone and realize I, we just, we're not just compatible. And that's okay. You can continue to walk with God faithfully. Breaking up doesn't mean your relationship was unsuccessful. If you're consistently honoring God throughout your relationship, praise God. Now, if you consistently dishonor God, even while you're dating, that's an unsuccessful relationship. So you could be dating right now. You could be dating and be an unsuccessful disciple. Breaking up doesn't mean you're a failure as a disciple. I did it three times, twice. And I am still here today. God be praised. So we don't want to take the thoughts and ideas of dating as Christians from the world. But we also don't want to be in the mess of what some of our thinking might be, even as Christians. So we look to the Bible for principles, biblical principles of how to date successfully. Dating successfully is honoring God consistently throughout it. Dating successfully is honoring God throughout your relationship. Even as Christians, we can latch on to principles laid out for married folks as single dating folks. But if we are going to call ourselves Christians and use the Bible as our standard, then we recognize that even though we may be in a dating relationship, we are still single. Just, just so we know, um, I know growing, well, being a part of the campus ministry, I remember hearing like, oh, I don't want to go to the singles ministry. Like, that's where people go to die. Um, yeah, and I'm like, that's just not biblical. Like, God wants us to live life to the full. Um, so to, to make it clear, uh, marriage is not a promise in the Bible. So some of you who are dating might never get married. Some of you who are not dating might date and get married. It's just, it's not a promise. Um, it's clearly not supposed to happen to everyone. Um, so 
just so with that thought, like ma- or dating or marriage is not like a spiritual level up. Like it's not like, ooh, I leveled up spiritually because now I got a boo. Like I'm just more spiritual than the single person. Um, like that's that's not how that that works out. You can be just as spiritual on your own or in a dating relationship, or just as unspiritual on your own within a dating relationship or or a marriage. And so that's just something really important, I think, for well, for me to understand. Um, again, that God really does want people to live life to the full. So whether you're single, you're supposed to live life to the full, or married, you're supposed to live life to the full. That's a promise that God has for all of us. Um, and so, yeah, so just, just as, a, as a, you know, it's not our ultimate goal. Marriage is not an ultimate goal. Dating is not an ultimate goal of discipleship, you know. It's to win the race marked out for you, you know. It's, it's to be with God in the end. So that's something that we have to keep in our hearts and in our heads, at least I thought that we need to keep in our hearts and our head um, when we're thinking of dating or or marriage, that that's not the ultimate goal. Um, The goal to be with God can be achieved whether you're single or you're married. Like I said earlier, you can actually be failing as a disciple while you're dating. If you're not honoring God with it, you're failing as a disciple. It can get very, very messy while you're dating as a disciple. This is why we're going to share some principles with you guys today to help not just as dating couples, but as disciples of Christ. This was titled a dating class, but it's actually a class for anybody. If you want to make it to the end, take hold on this. Take hold to these principles. Let's go. On to one of those it's great <laughs> English it's actually my first language so I can't use that as an excuse <laughs> so let's talk about the principles that help us be followers of Christ principles that help us be followers of Christ as single dating people principles that help us be followers of Christ as dating single people right and honestly if you can latch onto these principles They will help in dating relationships. They will help you with your roommate relationships. They will help you within a marriage. They will help with your coworker relationships. They will help in all aspects and help you learn how to honor God with all relationships around you. So the first one, humility is key. Turn your Bibles to James chapter 3. Uh, we'll be in verse 13 to 17. If you know anything about the book of James, it slaps. It'd be hitting people. James chapter 3, verse 13. Bible reads, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that come from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom, in quotation, does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder, and every evil practice. 
But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial, sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace, reap a harvest of righteousness. Humility is key. If you want to be successful in any relationships, in your dating relationships, you need many advisors. You need to seek advice. And let's get real here. Do not seek advice just to say, hey, I sought advice. Don't seek advice just to check the box. At least I did what you said I should do. We need to seek advice and gain understanding, gain wisdom from it. Is this advice going to give me peace in my heart? Is this advice that I'm, am I going to pursue being submissive? Am I going to be full of mercy? Is this, is this going to lead me on the path of purity? Is this going to bear, is this advice that I'm taking going to bear good fruit in my life? And be honest with yourself. If you don't understand the advice that you've been given, don't go talking about, man, Alexis gave me this advice. It made no sense, girl. (laughs) No, go back and ask. Hey, I don't understand. Can you explain the principle behind why you gave me this advice? I don't, in humility, if you don't understand the advice you've been given, it's okay. Go back to your ministers or to the person who gave you the advice. Please help me understand this even better. I couldn't see it by the first time you shared it with me. I'm still wrestling with it. That's how you gain wisdom. Not just doing it because somebody told you to. Ask more questions. Share more about your lives. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be open. And Alexis will share more about that. Yeah, I think um, when I was, yeah, maybe a few years ago, so before... Marani and I even started dating. A sister gave me some advice about, hey, if you're ever looking for a boyfriend or whatever, you should look for someone who seeks a lot of advice because that will carry on um, into your marriage. So one thing I really appreciated about Marani was Marani sought many advisors. So it wasn't just him coming up and talking to me just because he felt like it. He made sure he got so many people involved like Tanner or... Clint, or I don't know, I could just name the amount of people that he had just involved in his own personal life, um, whether it was things about his job or maybe a sister he was interested in or should he go back to school or not. He was constantly out there seeking consistent advice from his close circle of friends. Um, and I just think I love that this, well, I thought the little slide was up, but it's not. I love that the title of this math retreat is Unveiled. And it makes me think about even relationships. Like, you know, hopefully none of us are in situationships. If you are, get out of it. Um, we, don't, we don't like those things. Um, but, you know, I, a good question to even ask yourself if you're dating or if you're in a situationship or you're interested in someone, you know, are is there a veil over that relationship? Like, is it hard for you to get open or share about your interests with, with, you know, a wise advisor? Um, 
are, are you ashamed? Are you scared? Are you going to keep that secret? Um, so yeah, I think I, I love this principle of like humility being key. I feel like being humble is, you know, and seeking advice has helped me just in my walk with God period, like outside of um, dating and marriage. And we have to be people who are fair. Um, don't seek advice from people who have not dated successfully. It's unfair for you as students to ask Carter Versage, <laughs> Lucas Charles, how to be a good student. They can't even read well yet. <laughs> it's unfair to ask the Kinsers little baby how to be a good, it, it makes no sense. These are people who have not lived past that stage. So it's unfair to ask them how to be a good student. It makes no sense. It's illogical. So it's actually illogical to ask, hey, keep your friends. But if you want to get good advice about dating or any relationships in general, ask people who have done it successfully. People who are wise around you. Because part of that veil might be asking someone around you who's just going to tell you what you want to hear. That's not very helpful. Go to people who, and you have to, you can only get what you put into it. As much as you get open with your, your, your counselors, your ministers, your, your advisors, that's how much they can put back into you and share their wisdom with you. So humility is key. If there's anything you take out of this class, be humble. Be humble and seek wisdom because all the other principles stem from this. And I know there's going to be many questions after. Um, I'm in this, how do I know when to say I love you? How do I know when to um, pop the question? How do I? All those questions can be answered if you're humble throughout it. Yeah. If you're always seeking advice. So this is probably the most important one. And then the next one, have fun. Turn your Bibles to John chapter 10. In verse 10. And Alexis has been alluding to this scripture um, even before this. John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Brothers and sisters, as disciples of Christ, we should be the most fun people ever. Amen. Do you know why? We are free from the bondage, the biggest bondage ever. We are free from sin. Sin holds people down. When you're free from that, oh my, you are a fun person. Christianity is fun. We should be the most happy, go-looking, go... We should be fun. Disciples should be the most fun people on this earth, in my opinion. God calls us to live life to the full. I have two, two degrees in engineering. All right, so there's this term called... He's smart, he's smart. Um... 
There's this term called induction, electromagnetic induction. If you don't know, if you don't know how to have fun, go induce fun into your life. What does that mean? Just hang around fun people. Just be around them. Go on board, go play board games. Whatever is fun to other people, just be around fun people. Notice the fun people in your ministry and just spend time with them. Go on fun trips with people. In your dating relationships, go visit other campus ministries. Man, there's, there's like nine, ten different campus ministries within the Midwest alone. Go visit different campus ministries and have fun. Your dating relationships and all your relationships in general as disciples should be full of fun. If it's not fun, there's something wrong. This just goes back to my point. Life to the full. Um, but no, we should, be, we should be having fun. Should be having a good time. And again, I think this can go for single singles or marrieds. Like, you're supposed to have fun and, and, and live, a, live a fun life. So I think even having fun before you start dating, um, yeah. And, and you guys are young, okay? Majority of you. Okay, you guys are young. Have fun. Go on trips. You have no responsibilities but to yourselves. Um, make sure you eat. Eating's important. But yeah, have fun. Visit people. Go on trips. Um, sometimes you guys, I, I, I feel like we could be so quick to like want to jump into a relationship and then make like a, a, a little mini marriage, which we're not supposed to be doing. Um, and you become like a little fuddy-duddy couple. But like go out and like have fun. You know, and enjoy life that God has given you. Like I said, visiting ministries. I, again back to before I was married. I had so much fun going and visiting different ministries and people. I mean, I feel like I have, I literally have friends from, from all over the world. Um, like that's what God has blessed us with, like a community of believers and families from, from, from all over. So I, I do feel like, yeah, you know, don't be so, you know, tunnel vision on, on dating and trying to be married. Like also just, just go and live life. If God wants marriage for you, like he will make it happen, you know? You can trust God. God will make it happen. If he doesn't, well, you're going to have fun along the way. So it, it doesn't really matter. All right, next point and the final point. Be Christ-centered. Turn to John 15, um, verse 5 through 8. John 15, verse 5 through 8. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Um, so I love this part. The most beautiful part about any of us is the Jesus that lives within us. You know, that's the most beautiful part part of a person. 
And it should be the most beautiful part of the person you also choose to date. Um, it's really important to be able to see Jesus' characteristics in the person that, that, that you date, making sure that they are also faithful disciples, because that's the most beautiful part about you. Now, I know you might like them because they look cute, that there's nothing wrong with that, or that they're funny. Thank you. You too. Thank you. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, we like a good laugh every now and then, a little chuckle. Um, But again, the most beautiful part about all of us or any of us in this room is the Jesus that lives inside of us. So why would we, then why would we look to someone who doesn't have the same, you know? Why would we tarnish the beauty within us um, to be, to be yoked with someone who, who isn't the same? Um, So those are questions that are, you know, good to, good to think about it. But um, yeah, again, the most beautiful part about all of us is, is the Jesus that lives within us. Amen. The point of our lives, the goal of our lives is to bear fruit for God. And I know there's a question ringing in everyone's head. How do I know if I'm ready today? Or how do I know if I'm in a good dating relationship? Are you bearing fruit? As a single person and as married people, it doesn't matter. We're all called to bear fruit for God. If you on your own can't bear fruit for God, don't even think about dating. It makes no sense. The point of our lives and the goal of our lives is to bear fruit for God. As he says in verse 8, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. If you say you're a disciple of Christ Jesus and you're not bearing fruit, it does not equate. It makes no sense. So we, as disciples of Christ, People who are single or in a dating relationship, we should be bearing fruit. And I'm not talking about just baptizing people. As Matt shared yesterday, you could be baptizing people and still be a mess. Uh It's not just about that. Are you bearing fruit in repentance? When you're called to, to, to be humble, when you're called to, dude, you're so prideful. Are you actually repenting? There's fruit of joy, fruit of peace, fruit of long-suffering, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Are you bearing those fruits in your life right now? And together in your dating relationship, can you see those fruits as well? Can you see fruits of repentance in your dating relationship? Can you see fruits of joy? Like, are you guys joyful? Do you have peace in your heart as you're dating? Are you guys kind to one another? Are you kind to your community around you? Dating is not just about you. Are you bearing fruit for others, for God to use? And going on with the theme for the, for the retreat, you might be blinded, you might be veiled by love. Uh, you might not be able to see. You might think, oh, she's the most spiritual sister ever. <laughs> but you're blinded. This is why we go back to the first point. You need people in your life. Wow. Yeah. You need advisors to be able to help you say, hey, bro, you are actually not bearing fruit for God right now. Hey, bro, I don't think that sister... Or this girl that you want to pursue, 
she, she's not even a follower of Christ. I know you might think, man, she goes to church. She, she, go, she, she goes to church every Sunday. So? Does she have people in her life to help, help remove those things about her that are not righteous? Does she have a community of people around her that will help her grow in her walk with God? Do you have that community around you? You cannot be blindsided. We all have our blind spots. Every one of us. So we need people in our lives to help us bear fruit for God. So with all of that, God has called all of us to glorify Him. God has called all of us to bring honor to His name. God has called all of us to be His vessels, to be His people that shine bright and bright and bright in this dark world. The call for all of us, whether we're single and not in a relationship at all, or you're single and in a dating relationship, or whether you're married, the call for all of us is to bring honor and glory to God. Amen? Amen. We have one last scripture to share with you guys, and sort of a prayer from Paul, the Apostle Paul. In Philippians chapter 1, Verse 9, Philippians chapter 1. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory of God. Paul's prayer for the Philippians is, hey guys, I just want you to grow in your knowledge of God. Grow in your knowledge and understanding and depth of Him. Why? So that you can be able to discern what is pure and be blameless for the day of Christ. We need to continue to be people who go back to the Word. This is the standard. This is what we use to, to gauge any of our relationships. Just read the book of Philippians and you'll be convicted. Amen. This is what we use to bear fruit of righteousness. Yeah. So, be humble. Have fun. And keep your relationships centered on Christ.